Blog Talk Radio. and Sportsbeat Radio, this is Sportsbeat, a provocative, insightful, and informative show that we hope will educate the sports listener to the specifics of the sport. With interviews, analysis, and a comprehensive look at the topics we feel will be appealing to the listener, and with that said, we're not just your average call-in, same subject, same question, ego-filled show. We like to think of ourselves as informative and educational radio. So why not sit back, and for the next 30 minutes or so, we hope you'll find the program informative, educational, and above all, enjoyable. And with that said and done, this is Sports Beat, and we're coming at you live. And I'm your host, John Spooler. So everybody, welcome to this Wednesday program, the 10th day of May, 2023. And thanks so much again for joining us on yet another segment of Sports Beat Radio Talking Sports. This is our uh, 11,001 show. And so we're... Uh, proud to bring it a little bit different than uh, some of the other sports venues where they have call in we like to kind of expound a little bit and give you something to think about uh, a lot of people in 15 different countries where our show is heard have uh, emailed us telling us uh, their appreciation for uh, you know what uh, we've been giving uh, the listeners and the, the educational aspect of it and so that's not to put down anyone else who does sports radio, but I think we like to do it a little better. So uh, welcome again, and today our show is kind of a continuation of what we were doing. We were talking about stadia. Remember we said that the plural is stadia, not stadiums, but for uh, practical sake, I'll just say stadiums. Uh, and that is, today we're talking about 50 demolished sports stadiums we love that we were a part of. And kind of to rehash yesterday's program, there's a certain ambiance, a certain feeling, a certain nostalgia, a certain historical aspect of all of us when we attend uh, games at a certain stadium. It gives us uh, a sense of pride, value. You know, this is our stadium, as uh, the players call it, our house. And uh, there's a certain stigma that goes with a stadium. And, you know, when I remember seeing the old vet veteran stadium, which certainly had its problems, uh, you know, Michael um, Irving was uh, actually ended his career there. There were seams in the turf that uh, were uneven. You know, we've seen uh, different venues that have those problems. And yet when the wrecking ball came and the explosions, the implosion came, it was kind of sad to see it. And now it's a memory as we have uh, Lincoln Financial Field. So, you know, stadia are, uh, in, are ingrained in our sports venues. I mean, we just, you know, certain stadiums we like. So the 50 demolished stadiums that we like. And so uh, what we have is uh, the different stadiums from around the country. And one of them is William A. Shea Municipal Stadium, better known as Shea Stadium. It was opened in 1964, demolished in 2009, and the parking lot now just southwest of City Field. Uh, nickname was Shea. We had the Mets play there, the Jets 
were there from 64 to 83. The Giants had played there for a season, and so did the Yankees uh, in 74 and 75. The next one is the Estadio da Luz. Now, these are not just uh, United States stadiums, but these are stadiums that are you know around the, the country. Uh, around the world, and uh, that was uh, opened in 1954. It's part of Portugal's national team. They were there from 54 to 2003, and it was demolished in uh, 2003. The nickname was A Cathedral. Uh, they hosted the world championship there. Uh, it was an open-air stadium of 120,000 in Lisbon. Then we had the St. Louis Arena. Uh, and that's where the St. Louis Blues had played on Oakland Avenue out there in uh, uh, Sports Crazy St. Louis. It was opened in 1924. It was demolished in 1999. They used to call it the barn because it looked kind of like a barn. The Blues were there from 67 from their inception all the way up to 94, originally home uh, to agricultural and dairy shows. That's why it was called the barn. And uh, they hosted uh, the 73 and 78 Final Four as well as the 75 Frozen Four. The NBA St. Louis Hawks, known as the Bombers before that, uh, were there. And it's best beloved for its uh, 27 years of hosting the St. Louis Blues hockey team. The Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, they used to call it the Odd, out there in Buffalo and Main Street, 1940. 2009, it was demolished. It was basically uh, pavement now, and the Sabres played there from 70 to 96. The Buffalo Braves were there for eight years, 70 to 78. Um, And the fans, of course, the great fog game, if you remember, the Stanley Cup finals between the Buffalo uh, Sabres and the Philadelphia Flyers, that famous game where... uh, uh, a bat was flying around in the fog. It was the problem was that there wasn't really air conditioning in the uh, the odd, and so uh, the uh, moisture kind of uh, you know went up into the uh, ceilings and caused a, a fog. It was unbelievable, and uh, the Flyers won that game. Huntington Avenue grounds that was in Boston, one of the old stadiums, real low level. Opened in 1901, demolished in 1912. Uh, Northeastern University campus is where it's at. The Red Sox played there from uh, 1901 to 1911. They hosted the World Championship. It was built on an old circus ground by the railroad tracks. And when the Red Sox moved to Fenway, they took the grass with them, and the home uh, of the first World Series faded away. Memorial Stadium. I've been there. Uh, Many great games we saw there, football and baseball. It's a memory now. Located on... uh, 33rd Street, 1950 it was built, 2001 it was demolished. Uh, Current status now is there's a YMCA there. It was called the Old Gray Lady of 33rd Street, the largest outdoor insane asylum is what it was called. The Colts were there from 53 to 83, and the Orioles were there from 54 to 91. They also called it a lovable dump. So relatively conventional mid-20th century Horseshoe Stadium, the Old Grey Lady had the unconventional distinction of being the home of two iconic and highly successful franchises, and that, of course, being the uh, Orioles and the Colts. And if you remember, it was a site of a plane crash immediately following an NFL game. Uh, A private plane actually crashed into the stadium. Nobody was hurt, thank God. 44 is Union Grounds. And that was in Brooklyn, 1862. It opened 1883. It was demolished. It's now the New York National Guard area. Uh, Famed tenants were the Brooklyn Eckforts in 62 and 72. This was in 1800. 
And the New York Mutuals played there from 1871 to 1876. And um, Architectural Marvel, the oldest venue on the list, and the Union grounds opened during the Civil War and allegedly had the distinction of being the first baseball ground and closed in a fence. McNichols Arena out there in Denver, where the Nuggets had played, and so did the uh, Colorado Rockies before they came the New Jersey Devils, on Bryant Street out in Denver, opened in 75, demolished in 99. It's now the parking lot uh, for the new Broncos Stadium there. They used to call it the Big Mac and uh, it hosted a world championship and hosted the 1990 Final Four, as well as the 96 Stanley Cup. Charlotte Coliseum, that was in North Carolina on Paul Buck Boulevard, opened in 90, uh, 1988, excuse me, in 2007. It was demolished. The current status, it's just dirt at this point. They used to call it the Hive. And the Hornets played there from 90, uh, 1988 to 2002, and now the Charlotte Bobcats, 2004-2005. Despite the leading the NBA in attendance for their first seven seasons at the Hive, the Charlotte Hornets met with a spectacular decline, mostly because the entire city came to hate the owner and shipped off to NOLA. But for the minute there, with stars like Larry Johnson and Mourning and Muggsy Bogues, uh, the Hive was definitely buzzing. Tulane Stadium, home of... Uh, the New Orleans Saints at one point when they first came into the league and also home to Super Bowl IV, uh, Kansas City and Minnesota. It was in McAllister Drive, part of uh, uh, the University of uh, New Orleans. Brown Field at New Orleans, uh, the Sugar Bowl, that's what it was nicknamed. The Saints played there. Uh, the Tulane Weave, Green Wave played there. Uh, it was a uh, college team. And uh, we go to the Hoosier Dome at 40. In Indianapolis, on uh, South Capitol Street, opened in 84, demolished in 2008. Parking lot it is now right across the street from Lucas Oil Stadium. The Colts played there from 84 to 2007. They hosted the Final Four in 91. Uh, that's the one where Duke thumped them at UNLV, if you remember. And 97, 2000, and 2006, the Hoosier Dome was one of the smallest NFL venues, but the Colts fans could always make up for it in volume under the 257-ton dome fiberglass and Teflon roof. Hollywood Sportatorium, I don't know if most of you remember that one. That was in Florida, Pines uh, Boulevard in Pembroke Pines in Florida. 1970 it opened, 93 it closed. Today, there's a Sedano supermarket there. It was called the Sporto. Famed tenants were rock and roll. Uh, while almost every measure of the Sportorium was a failure as a sports arena and venue, it somehow thrived as a rock uh, music venue in the 70s and 80s. It was notorious for bad acoustics and a leaky roof, and it was one of the only indoor venues in South Florida at the time. And we move on to Wrigley Field, but not in Chicago and Los Angeles. This was on Avalon Boulevard. It opened in 1925 and demolished in 1966. Uh, current status is Kedron Community Mental Health Center, which is there now. Uh, famed tenants were the Angels. They played there from 1925 to 1957. Uh, don't worry, Wrigley is still in Chicago. This is a lesser-known L.A. sibling, also known by the chewing gum magnet William Wrigley, Jr. And while it's the original home of now the Anaheim Angels, it's probably most famous for many TV and film roles. The Omni, and that was in Atlanta, home of the uh, Hawks and also the uh, Atlanta Flames, if you remember. 1972 it opened. It's on Techwood Drive. 
in Atlanta. 97, it was demolished. Current status is the Phillips Arena. They called it the Omni. The Flames were there from 72 to 80 before they moved to Calgary. And the Atlanta Hawks, uh, 72 to 97. It was uh, the Omni had the largest indoor seating capacity in Georgia at the time with 16,000. It was known for its rusty roof, and the unique egg-crated shape arena served as the longtime uh, host of the Flames. And, of course, the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Riverfront Stadium down there in Cincinnati uh, on uh, East Joe Nuxall Way uh, opened in 1970. It was demolished in 2002. Saw, of course, many great games there. Uh, entryway for the Great American Ballpark and the Reds Hall uh, of Fame Museum, which is what uh, is currently there now. And so uh, with that, Fame tenants, of course, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals from 70 to 99, the Reds from 70 to 2002 uh, at that uh, venue. Fulton County Stadium, you could drive right past it in Atlanta and not even realize it was there. That was on Capitol Avenue. It was opened in 65, I believe the same year the Astrodome came into being. And it was demolished in 97. Right now it's the parking lot for Turner Field. It was called the Launching Pad. And it was all-purpose stadium with an up-and-coming team that started winning and got a new stadium. And uh, Fulton County did see one Braves World Series as well as Hank Aaron's record-breaking 715th home run in 1974. Of course, against Al Downing, if you remember. The next one's Vet Stadium. Can't forget that place. I've been there many, many times in Philadelphia on Broad Street. Opened in 71, closed, actually demolished in 2004. It's now the parking lot for the new generation of Philly stadiums. They called it the Vet, and Philly fandom has never fully recovered from the loss of the 700 level. I remember it well. That's where we sat at the Vet, which held the most loud, impolite, uh, people you could imagine, uh, what a place that was, uh, the vet course gone. Southside Park, and that was in Chicago and West 38th Place, opened in 1890. These were the smaller venues. They really were like one-tiered at the time. It demolished in 1940. Current uh, status now is Wentworth Gardens Housing. The White Stockings, they played there from 1891 to 1893. And then, of course, the White Sox, uh, which is what they would become, uh, 1901 to 1910. Uh, the sprawling wooden grandstand of the park played home to the Sox until their new home at Comiskey was completed in 1910. The Negro League's American Giants played on the south side until Christmas Day when the park burned to the ground. A lot of those parks burned down because they were made of wood. Arlington Stadium, that was in Texas on South Copeland Road, opened in 65, demolished in 1994. It's now dirt. Previously known as the Turnpike Stadium, the Rangers played there uh, from 72 to 93. It was originally a minor league park. And Arlington Stadium was reborn as a refuge for the fleeing Washington Senators who became the Texas Rangers. And with the largest bleachers in the majors, they originally went foul pole to foul pole. The park was fan-friendly. But, of course, the Texas heat combined with the unsheltered stadium was always an obstacle to attendance. Eastern Park in Brooklyn, located on Pitkin Avenue, opened in 1897, demolished approximately 1898. Now it's the site of St. Vincent's Medical Center in Gershaw Recycling Center. The Dodgers played there from Brooklyn, 1892 to 1897. And uh, it was also the site of the 1890 Princeton-Yale football game. 
and this park was deemed too difficult to reach, and the Dodgers moved to Ebbets Field. Market Square Arena, a place where the Pacers had played. That's on Market Street, of course, East Market Street in Indianapolis. It opened in 74. It was demolished uh, actually on July 7, 2001. It's now a parking lot. The Pacers played there from 74 to 1999. Sportsman's Park in St. Louis, another wooden structure. Uh, on Dodier Street in St. Louis. 1902 it opened, 1966 it was demolished. Herbert Hoover Boys and Girls Club is there now. The St. Louis Brown Stockings played there from 75 to 1877. And uh, then, of course, the Cardinals played there from 1920 to 1966, believe it or not. A great park for lefty sluggers like Stan Musial. Spent most of his career in Sportsman's Park with the Cardinals' original home field. It was also the beginning of a long relationship of St. Louis uh, sports with Anheuser-Busch and the Bush family, but came long after beer and baseball first mixed. Bennett Park, that was in Detroit, 1896 it opened, 1912 it was demolished. It's now currently dirt. The Tigers played there from 1901 to 1912. It hosted a world championship, uh, was the Tigers' original home and the site of the first nighttime baseball game in Detroit. In 1896, when workers hand-strung lights above the field. The next night game in Detroit was 52 years later. A relatively small 3.2-acre park held 8,500 people, which was a lot considering Detroit had yet to become the motor city in the population. Uh, was small. Greenlee Field on Bedford Avenue in Pittsburgh, 1932 it opened, 38 it uh, demolished. Bedford Dwellings Housing Development is there now. The Pittsburgh Crawfords, which were a Negro League team, 32 to 38. Uh, groundbreaking black entrepreneur Gus Greeley built this stadium for the Pittsburgh Crawfords Negro League team. And the Hill District of uh, Pittsburgh, unfortunately, was forced to lock out black workers from black, uh, ballpark jobs in the 38 season, angering fans and eventually leading to the end of the stadium and the team shortly thereafter. Madison Square Garden, with an S, 8th Avenue, 49th and 50th Street in New York, East 26th Street and Madison Avenue, uh, opened in 1879, 1890, and then 1925. The second incarnation at the same time on 23rd Street was one that put the name on the map, becoming the place for boxing matches. It featured 32 world champion fights between 25 and 45. The Coliseum. Yes, the Coliseum. We're talking about the one in Rome, believe it or not. On Templu uh, Pesas Street, it opened in 80 A.D., gradually over a millennia. And it's still there, Taurus and Archaeology Mecca. Uh, famed tenants, the, the Romans. We put this in actually as a joke, but it's still there. It's the oldest stadium in the world. And, um, of course, uh, one of the first and one of the best, there was very little in the way of uh, refereeing here, making it a fan favorite for bloodshed and man versus beast, much like the empire that built it. The stadium, unfortunately, entered a long decline, and teams have never relocated. The Kingdom, I'd been there way back in the 70s to see a preseason game between Atlanta and uh, the uh, Seahawks. 
uh, on King Street in Seattle, 1976, at uh, that famous dome that it had. Uh, and uh, March 26, 2000, uh, it was demolished. The current status is Quest Field. It was the home of the Seahawks. The Gator Bowl uh, in Jacksonville opened in 1928, demolished in 1994, replaced by Everbank Field. Uh, the Jacksonville T-Men played there, the North American Soccer League in 81 and 82. The Jacksonville Bulls and the USFL, the first uh, USFL back in the early 80s, 84 and 85. And, of course, the Gator Bowl, uh, you know, was there uh, as well. And um, moving on, Mile High Stadium, I'd been there several times as well on West 17th Avenue in Denver. Opened in 1948. It was actually called Bear Stadium at the time. 2001 demolished. It's now the parking lot for the new stadium uh, in Denver. Uh, it was built on the site of the old landfill. Mile High grew to greatness along with the city of Denver and their most beloved franchise, the Broncos. It also served as the original home of the expansion Rockies, who drew the uh, record home attendance crowd at a Major League Baseball game. Foxborough Stadium, where the then Boston Patriots played when they changed their name to New England at Patriot Place in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Opened in 71, demolished in 2002, replaced by Gillette Stadium. We've had the Patriots there from 71 to 2001. And the New England Revolution, a well-known uh, soccer team in the MLS, 96 to 2001. Crosley Field, where uh, the Cincinnati Reds and Pete Rose uh, had so many memorable games. Finley Street and Western Avenue in Cincinnati opened in 1912, demolished in 1972. It's now a Cincinnati wholesale florist spot. It was called the Old Boomerang. The Reds played there from 1912 to 1970. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds actually in the NFL, believe it or not, 33 and 34, and then the Bengals in the AFL, 37 uh, uh uh, and uh, the uh, uh, small hitter-friendly park was also known for the terrace, a sloping incline in left field, kind of like what uh, Cincinnati, uh, Cleveland had in uh, Municipal Stadium, that hill when you caught the pass in the end zone. Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C., on Georgia Avenue, opened in 1911, demolished in 65. It's now Howard University Hospital. They called it the National Park. The Senators were there, and the Redskins were there from 37 to 60. And despite a few championships, two by the Redskins and one from the Senators, this stadium was noted for being the home of the hapless Senators for nearly half a century. On a kinder footnote, the history, uh, though, is the fact that it was here in 1910 that William Howard Taft began the presidential tradition of throwing out the first pitch. Giant Stadium on East Rutherford, uh, New Jersey, uh, Route 120, opened in 76, demolished on August 10th, 2010. Parking lot now to uh, the new Giant Stadium, of course, uh, uh, met life. And uh, as if being home to two NFL teams wasn't enough, the Giant Stadium is also known for its unpredictable wins, massive tailgate parties, and having Jimmy Hoffa under the end zone, if you remember. They actually dug up uh, part of the end zone to see if he was there. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa was not there. And so the beat goes on. White Sox City Stadium, uh, Dorando Close, Hammersmith, London, 1908-1985, the great stadium. Uh, and uh, it was built originally for the 1908 Olympics. Baker Bowl in Philadelphia, North Broad Street, 1887-1950. Now, among other things, there's a car wash. 
they called it the Cigar Box. The Phillies played there from 1887 to 1938, and the Eagles played there for two years, 33 to 35. Next up, the Polo Grounds. Of course, we remember those from the early days on uh, 50, 155th Street and 8th Avenue in New York, 1890, and demolished in 1964. There's now Polo Grounds Towers housing complex there. The Giants played there. The Yankees played there. And the New York Titans, who were the New York Jets, played there as the initial uh, charter member of the AFL. So moving on, Texas Stadium in Irving, Texas, where the Cowboys had played. 71 open, 2010 demolished. It's now dirt. The Cowboys played there from 71 to 2008. Forbes Field, been there several times in the old city of Pittsburgh. Uh, on the South Bouquet Street, 1909, demolished in 1971. Now, Postvar Hall is there. That's where uh, the University of Pittsburgh is. They call it the Old Lady of Shenley Park. And a uh, home run, uh, home to uh, Hannes Wagner in the golden era of baseball. Forbes Field had, when it opened, the highest seating capacity of any stadium, 25,000. Wembley Stadium, still there, 1923. Actually, it was demolished. There's a new one there now in 2003. Uh, the new Wembley, they call it the Twin Towers. And, of course, uh, uh, a lot of the NFL teams played there. Connie Mack Stadium, been there, my first baseball game, known as also Scheib Park in Philadelphia. On the West Lehigh Avenue, now there's a marker there. Uh, Deliverance Evangelist Church is there now. It was opened in 1909 and demolished in 1976. Three Rivers Stadium uh, at 600 Stadium Circle, 70 it was opened, 2001. Uh, it was demolished, and the construction site adjacent now to Heinz Field, home of the uh, Steelers. The Pirates played there from 70 to 2000, and so did the Steelers. Ebbets Field. In Brooklyn, Sullivan Place, 1913 it opened, 1960 it was demolished, and now it's the Jackie Robinson Apartments. The Spectrum in Philadelphia, where we saw so many great Sixers and Flyers games on South Broad Street, the real sports street in Philadelphia, opened in 67 for the uh, uh, expansion uh, Flyers, demolished in November 23, 2010, uh, actually, the current status, it's being torn by brick by brick, believe it or not. Arsenal Stadium, that was in London, opened in 2000, or excuse me, 1913, op uh, demolished in 2006. It's now a redevelopment for housing. Comiskey Park on uh, West 35th Street in Chicago, opened in 1919, demolished in 1991. It's a parking lot now for U.S. Cellular Field for the White Sox. And, of course, that was home uh, for the White Sox for many years, uh, named after their quite dishonest owner and the reason why the uh, White Sox revolted back in 1990, Charles Comiskey. Tiger Stadium, where I saw Willie Stargell hit a 500-foot home run. Trumbull Avenue in Detroit opened in 1912, closed in 2009. It's now dirt. It was called The Corner. And the uh, Lions played there from 1912 to 1998. Uh, uh, the Tigers uh, also played there. Uh, Miami Orange Bowl, where, of course, Super Bowl III was played on the Northwest 3rd Street in Miami, opened in 37, demolished May 14, 2008. Uh, Miami Hurricanes and, of course, the AFL Dolphins from 66 to uh, its current status. Uh, and then we have till uh, 1986, excuse me. Then you had the Boston Garden opened in 28, closed in 1997 and demolished. It's now the TD Garden and TD Garden parking lot. 
and famed for practically having its own climate during late spring games for the Bruins and Celtics and countless and obstructed view seats. Uh, one of the sites, of course, of one of the greatest NBA games of all time, Game 5 between the Suns and the Boston Celtics that went into triple overtime and the shot heard round the world. Garfield heard hits a shot at the top of the key to bring that game to triple overtime. And then we have... Uh, Chicago Stadium, where the Blackhawks had played, opened in 29, demolished in 95. It's the parking lot now for the United Center. And then, of course, Yankee Stadium. 61st Street and River Avenue in the Bronx, opened in 23 and demolished in 2008. Eventually a park, currently a hole, believe it or not. And, of course, it was the house that Babe Ruth built. And so that is a look at the 50... uh, greatest venues of sport that uh, we cherish as and some of them we put in as jokes of course the coliseum in rome uh, i don't think they play too many football games there and we put a couple in london wembley stadium certainly known for nfl teams playing there i believe the ravens will be playing there this season um in the uh, nfl and uh, you know it just brings us kind of a sense of uh, nostalgia when we look at you know these old stadiums and see how they were uh, built, I had been to several of them that we mentioned. And when I go back to some of those cities and uh, I see the spots where they were, some uh, are still there, like Balboa and Kizar, remnants of what they were, and others are just signs, like uh, Connie Mack Stadium where the Phillies played, where I saw my first game uh, with my uncle. Well, I'll about do it for our show today. Thanks so much for joining us on this segment of Sports Beat Radio Talk at Sports, where we were talking about the 50 most cherished stadiums that were demolished that we uh, cherished as fans. Well, of course, uh, the Lakers and the Warriors are going to be tangling now as the Warriors are up against the ropes, three games to one. The Phoenix Suns lose last night. They have to win two games. Hockey, of course, the Devils are on the verge of elimination. And, of course, baseball still going strong for a month and a half. Sportsbeat's been a presentation of Mountain Meadow Productions and Sportsbeat Radio. And until tomorrow, all of you have a great day and great sports. Thanks for joining us, everybody.